You're listening to Solid Sound and joining me online. Talking tunes today is... Dookie Sue. Hey man, how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good, mate. How are you doing? I'm fine, fine, fine. It's a nice sunny day and, and what a great day it is to sit down and talk some tunes. Tell us a little bit about what it is we're talking about today, though. So we're going to be talking today about an album that we're releasing for the night that I run called Tarantism with my close friends, Beethoven, Tommy, and Vasha Stampede, Jim. We've collected a few tunes together from people who've played the night and some people who haven't been represented very well and hopefully putting them together to make a, yeah, a good album. Nice one. So is this your first release? Yeah, yes. This is the first release. It's going to be a free release and then hopefully get some EPs and stuff going on after that. Oh, fantastic, man. I can't believe you're giving this work for free. <laughs> when you showed me the list on this one, I'm like, wow. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, we thought, um, you know, just get something out there, some some good stuff, and just see how it goes from there, really. I know a lot of people I've spoken to recently, that they've said, you know, they put on nights or whatever. They want to do this sort of thing. They want to put on albums because, you know, you've got all that energy. It's 18 months of lockdown. What else are you going to do? Like, you need to do something constructive. Yeah, completely. That was it. We were kind of you know, really missing putting on nights and being able to do that side of things. So we thought this is something that's been planned for a while, but again, it's something to, you know, stem the tide and keep people interested and, you know, keep transitioning in people's heads, hopefully. Absolutely right. I mean, no one could forget the nights that you were putting on. You put on uh, quite a good few nights down there in Birmingham, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've done about 10 nights so far, yeah. Yeah, I was going to guess 10, so that was good. <laughs> and what's his first tune? How are you pronouncing this guy's name? Is it Dward? But this is Dward, yeah. Very happy hardcore-ish with his pianos. I've known him for a long time. He's one of the first people I met when I went to Bangface. And he makes lots of kind of very cool jungle and DMB and stuff like that. But also these kind of banging, fun, silly, happy hardcore tracks. Well, fair play, man. You managed to go two minutes before we started talking about Bangface. But hey, let's talk about that later on, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> the temple of rave that is Bangface. Absolutely. <laughs> So you're putting this out for free, uh, you've got 10 artists on this one, like you say some of them have played at your nights, some of them just uh, keen to probably get their name out there as well? That's right, yeah, yeah, some some of them are people that have been down to us, some people we've known for a long time, and, and yeah, others that we like the sound of, and we just want to put it out there, you know, just so people can enjoy it as much as we are. I love this sort of radio stuff. You can't go wrong, can you? Just hands in the air, just <laughs> smiles on your face kind of thing. Din has been making tunes for, for as long as I've known him, to be honest. I think we met in probably, I don't know, I can't think, it's been a long, long time. But he's got like a nice little home studio kind of thing, an absolute wall of vinyl as well. The man digs out through crates and he's got an extensive collection. It's, a, it's an absolute sight to behold. <laughs> he's made tunes on Scientific Wax, he's played for Jungle Syndicate. You know, if, if you know that kind of stuff, you you know the name Dward. So it's, uh, it's very cool to have him on the album. A really good breakbeat tune on this as well. I don't know how much influence you had over the making of these music, but everyone seems to have used the same Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice staple, isn't it? <laughs> we, we didn't really give any kind of what we wanted people to make. And same as the nights, if, if someone's playing a set at night, we just say, you know, we play what you want, basically. You know, what you're digging at the moment is is what we want to hear. Absolutely. It's a strategy, man. I've often said that myself. You know, if you ask people to do a certain thing, then the heart's not going to be in it, and then the artistry ain't going to shine through. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
this one now, E-Dub. Um, I've only recently started getting into a bit with E-Dub. Is that a per one person or a couple of people? What's the story there with E-Dub? E-Dub is one guy from Spain and makes the most overdriven, screechy, insane hardcore I've heard. <laughs> I love it. And uh, yeah, we had him play at the last transition we did, which was his, uh, I think it was only his second gig in the UK for some reason. It still baffles me. I think he's played a, a few times since, but um, yeah, it was really good to have him over. And that was a, one of our most successful nights so far. Yeah, I'd love to see a gig uh, with him playing at it. I'd say uh, it'd tear the roof off, like. Yeah, it, it, it was silly. <laughs> So tell me a bit about Transism. When did you get that started? The first official one in Birmingham was 2017. We did like a kind of trial one in Worcester, where I'm from, which was okay, but it's not really got the vicinity for it in Worcester. But yeah, in Birmingham, we've been going since uh, 2017. The only place I can think of in Birmingham is that place, Sucky 10C. That's it, yeah, Sucky 10C, um, run by Dave and Kitty, who have been really, really cool with helping us start up those nights as well. Really supportive, always helping out with stuff and giving us just an, a nice little space where we can do our own thing so yeah that's that's been really good now, i saw that on facebook a while back he posted that he got a grant to see him through uh, the covid times so uh, i assume that he'll be back back at it back in uh, well when are things opening up in the uk do you know um i don't know i suppose nobody knows <laughs> no it was supposed to be recently wasn't it but another four weeks maybe i guess something like that soon hopefully anyway do you have anything on the books or are you going to wait and see what happens no, I was so, so tempted to try and, you know, start a night for that date that's just gone. But, you know, as it's happened, it's been extended. So, yeah, I'm just going to wait till it goes through and then we can start discussing between ourselves um, and, and hopefully get back on it soon. Yeah, I always find when I'm putting on gigs, September is a great time. Right, June, July, August, people are more interested in going to the beach, aren't they? Yes, of course, man. Yeah. I like this one as well. This would you call it Scrans or how am I pronouncing mispronouncing that? Scrans, Scrans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he has been making quite a lot of that kind of stuff now. We, I think we were expecting like a kind of crossbreedy kind of hardcore thing, but he sent this over and it was like, yeah, this this, this sounds great, man. Something a bit different as well. I would say what I like in music is lots of changes, and he's got lots of changes in this. Like you know, there's lots of different things going on. Like this, like sound of a broken elevator or whatever the hell it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm fully behind the broken elevator sounds. This shoe's called activated. That's what I'm hearing right now, isn't it? Someone going something activated. Yeah, activated, yeah. I'm not sure where that sample's from, but it sounds very kind of Robot Wars. Spent a lot of time as well getting all clearance on all these samples, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nod, nod, wink, wink. <laughs> That's something I often think about. It's like, I wonder if in like 10 years from now, someone's going to write some AI, goes through all this sort of stuff and goes, right, you owe us this money. Oh man, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I mean, you get that thing on SoundCloud, don't you, where stuff gets pulled down when tunes get recognised. I don't know how that works, but similar kind of thing. Some sort of, um, they look at the main frequencies and how the frequencies change over time. And I think it's probably something like that. Then they make a thumbprint of it and then match that. I, I, could, I do computer science, so, you know, I can imagine all these complicated sort of things that you do. I've never done anything like that. Oh, right, okay. So whenever they do anything like that, you know, yeah, it's, it's not a, an AI going, oh, I know what that is, I remember that, you know, this AI tune ID thing. Um, it's something to do with certain snippets of frequencies or something like that, I don't know, like a thumbprint, you know? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Wow, okay. <laughs> Tarantism actually mean? Tarantism was, it was like something in just like hundreds of years ago in Italy, there was some kind of mad thing where people were uncontrollably dancing and couldn't stop. And it was like this kind of mania that went around Italy. They, they don't know what happened, but they thought it was. When you get bit by a tarantula, um, you got you went into this kind of crazy trance kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's where the word Tarantism comes from. Kind of suited the night, like an uncontrollable urge to dance. 
That is fantastic. I think I've heard of something like that before. Yeah, people dancing and they keep dancing until eventually they just like pass out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Must have been quite a thing to behold. <laughs> And this one, I um, love this one. This one's a lovely, great bit of glitchy breakcore from Tuskmite. Oh man, yeah, Tuskmite is fantastic. He's really, really good. Really rate this guy. I've, I think I first heard him when he released his album Plastic Planet, and I was just in awe. And I was like, speaking to Tommy, I was like, we, we, we've got to get this guy to play. And um, he, I think he lives in Finland, and it turns out this was his first, uh, first ever UK gig. So that was really, really cool to put on for him. Oh, wicked. Yeah, because I'm looking at like E-Dub and this guy, Tusk Mike. You could well imagine them playing Bang Face Man, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's one of his dreams, actually, is uh, is to play at Bang Face. So hopefully if we like get a, I don't know, a takeover, James and Dave, wink, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, yeah, he'll be one of the first uh, ports of calls. We'd, we'd love to get him down there and he'd go down a treat as well. Yeah, it really is, it really is the temple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, damn right, man. <laughs> I cannot wait to get back there. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I guess you went in 2020, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been to all of them, man. Oh, did you go to the very first one, like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair play. A real veteran. Yeah, man. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, man, this is relentless, isn't it? Yeah. Orgasm. Orgasm, yeah. So this is a remix of one of his older tunes uh, of the same name, but he remixed this for the for the gig he played as well. So it's that, so, so that's another kind of cool thing to have on the album. What I love about this sort of music is just sort of switching off and just let my brain be knocked left, right, and up, down, and all the rest of it by the music, and just, <laughs> yeah, just give yourself over to it, like, yeah. Know? Fully, fully, man. He's getting noticed a lot more now in the UK, which is really cool. I think he played at the last big Jungle Syndicate night, maybe something else as well. So hopefully we start seeing him over a bit here a bit more. So we've been talking about it amongst ourselves for a long time and for various reasons or another it hasn't come to fruition and then um, I think in the last year we've been properly getting on it and then it's taken us about the last five months to get to where we are now. I think as well it's probably one of those projects that you thought oh you know one day we should do that and then the pandemic comes along and then you're like okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, use it to use it to uh, something a bit positive, maybe.
So we're going into Newsby's tune then, Murky. Wait, how do you know this guy then? Or girl. Shouldn't be presumptuous, sorry. So yeah, this is a guy, he's from France. I've been really digging the French hardcore scene at the moment. This is uh, actually one of the only tunes that isn't an exclusive to the album. This has been released on uh, his Sensor Sound System label. It came out on vinyl uh, earlier this year. But I heard this and it was one of my favourite hardcore releases of the year. So I got in contact with him and he was a bit too busy to make tunes for us, but he said we could put this on the album. So I thought I didn't want to miss the opportunity to put him on there kind of thing. I can't get over the fact you're giving this away for free. I mean, I, I, like I said to you when I started this call, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a great album. Everyone should run out and buy it now. Give it away for free, man. It's like, you could see if, like, I don't, I don't want to compare to Prospect. Like, if they were putting this out, it'd be 10 quid. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, it's, it'll have the option to, you know, pay what you want. And if people want to pay what they want, that's cool. Um, yeah. And any money that does uh, come, come from it will go straight into the next release. You know what I mean? So... And things cost money, right? Mastery costs money, art costs money. Exactly, yeah. I've never been about making money. If we can cover costs, that's fine for me. I find myself as well, you know, because I haven't been able to put on gigs, I'm like, wow, what do I do with all this excess money that I haven't been losing putting on gigs? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what gigs do you run then? Is it the uh, Techno Republic nights? Yeah, I do Techno Republic and some various other bits and pieces. Like we did, um, I teamed up with a friend of mine who does a thing called Front and Left and we brought Stasma over and Ruby My Dear over um, just before the pandemic. Uh, and I was running a thing called Bonus Level for a while, which was a fantastic one, um, which was just breakcore. And then uh, a few bits and pieces, a few bits and pieces with different people. And uh, yeah, Techno Republic's probably the bigger one there, uh, where that's all like hard tech and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair play, man. <laughs> I, say, I say we lose money. I mean, you probably know yourself. Sometimes you make some and sometimes you lose. Um, but overall, it balances out, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first few events were a bit rough, but the last three or four, I say, yeah, they've been going okay. Definitely. But fair play, man, for doing all this work. You, like I said before, you're an absolute don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, man. I, I just love music, like yourself, you know. What else would I do, you know? It's that or play golf. I don't really like golf, so... <laughs> yeah, man, the music over golf always. You know, I was into rave since 1992. Teenager, getting into, you know, all that sort of stuff back then. I just, like, now I'm coming to the sort of stage of my life where I'm like, I want to see other people succeed. I want to see the next generation coming through. I always say to people, I'm not going to get rich or famous as a DJ. I know that, pretty much guarantee that now, you know? So if I'm not going to get rich or famous, why am I doing it? It's because I love the music. Yeah, yeah. Do you DJ? Yeah, I do DJ, yeah, yeah. To a DJ? I've played the last six band faces. Sorry, I knew you like random stuff in the old Vic, but um, I've never seen you play, man, no way. Maybe in 2022 if I get a set, man, you know? Yeah, again, wink, wink. <laughs> but no, again, like that, when I've done takeovers, I did a Solid Sound takeover in 2020. Damn, I did two of the Irish takeovers as well. But like that, you know, I'm not one for putting myself right before the headliner. I played mid-afternoon. Yeah. I'm just glad to get on stage, you know, and give that space to people that young enough and coming people, like, you know? Absolutely. I fully agree. That's why I always play last at the end of the graveyard gym. No one wants that, so I'll take it. What time's graveyard? Where? In Birmingham? Five till six. Oh, man, that must be hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've got all that energy, you know, and anticipation of doing a gig that when it actually goes, by the time it gets to the end of the night, you're like, oh, thank God that's over, like, you know? So to play a set at five in the morning, I thought I'd be dead by then. Over here, it finishes at three, so I'm always like, three o'clock, great, let's go home. <laughs> it's rough, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. Actually, we just talked all the way through that tune, did we? <laughs> yeah, quite possibly.
So this tune, like, Warped Dynamics, Fear in My Heart, it's got that same amen. What can you tell me about this? Yeah, so Warped Dynamics, uh, they're a duo. I think they're from Leeds, I'm not 100% sure, but they run uh, Beat Lab Records and Party Force Records. Beat Lab is like kind of Jungle DMB and Party Force is like kind of old school piano kind of hardcore stuff. And they play both uh, during their sets. I think they're incredible. I think the productions are amazing. Uh, live sets are fantastic, but I just never see them on any lineups. Not any lineups, but barely ever. And I just don't understand it. jungle although it doesn't quite feel like it's jungle but certainly listening to these chopped up aimens yeah the cheeky little bass line at the bottom you know if you're listening to that and then this sort of ghostly female vocal yeah yeah that is jungle right but it's still a bit hardcore like you know yeah that, well that's definitely their vibe jungle with that kind of hardcore influence god i mean check out their other stuff they're they're fantastic and people book them <laughs> yeah i think some djs just don't know to be on facebook going hey any sets bro any sets any sets yeah you need to push yourself unfortunately um yeah and try and get your name out there a bit too many people out there making fantastic music and just think oh yeah put up on soundcloud and leave it at that unfortunately in this day and age you know you need to give it a bit of a push yeah it really doesn't work like that does it i mean running a night i found that it's um it's constant isn't it it's 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 always kind of pushing it in some form or another well, i'm kind of getting fed up with facebook you probably say myself right because like i feel like half the people who go to gigs yeah don't go to facebook anymore at all it's like facebook's a dying platform yeah the only people who are on facebook are people like me and you who are like dedicated to music get on there talk about music and nothing else <laughs> yeah that's it man yeah it's a useful tool it has its place but i i, I definitely hear what you're saying How do you advertise your gigs? Is you just doing that on Facebook or are you doing other places like flyering or anything like that? Yeah, we do do a bit of flyering. That hasn't been too good. We need to kind of reevaluate that kind of thing. But yeah, it's mainly Facebook and kind of like message people that are interested in similar nights and stuff like that. Build it up that way. And what's the scene like in Birmingham? I mean, obviously, Sucker 10 C is quite a well-known venue. Uh, I see a few things going on there. Is there much of a scene there for the sort of music? Um... <laughs> Not really, no. You get the odd thing pop up every now and again. You get a few therapy sessions, and there's a few other guys doing little bits and pieces, but not regular. When I first started going raving in Birmingham, there was some really cool stuff. Like you get like shit mat gigs. Uh, outside agents used to play. There was quite a big hardcore team, but that's kind of all died off now. It's mainly techno. They've been going for years. Yeah, it's like most places, right? Stuff like side trance or house techno, mainstream stuff popular enough right but then the dirty underground stuff that we're into probably a bit more of a push yeah definitely like i said i mean it it used to be there but it, it disappeared and again this was another thing um that transism was born out of i mean it was mostly out of uh, you know just for a bit of fun but just to get this stuff represented again because it's a good laugh <laughs> and it needs to be heard so um yeah i'm trying, trying to do that a little bit I love these. This this is a fantastic bit of chopping up there, and this. I love it. <laughs> you can't be a chopped up payment, though. Not for me, anyway.
Her Pusher. Weird, weird spelling. Weird spelling. Yeah, it is a weird spelling, isn't it? <laughs> and this is uh, an alias of Dolphin Boy, who also does the Nightcore for Total Sluts. Um, again, very passionate about music. Good lad. Yeah, Finn's a great guy. I think I met him at... Don't say Bangface. <laughs> no, 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 not Bangface this time. Um, one of the old Waste Gap Sound System nights in Worcester, he was playing there and we'd got talking. But yeah, he, he's wicked. Like you said, he's very dedicated to his music, knows the score, and is pushing a lot of cool stuff as well. Him and uh, Marco, the guy who's doing the artwork for the album, were quite instrumental in getting this started uh, last New Year's Eve when it was all kind of dying down a bit. We had a bit of a heart-to-heart outside and they uh, pushed me to get this, you know, to get it in in, uh, in the tracks and get it going. Yeah, so yeah, thanks Finn and Marco. So they gave you this track and you're like, right now I've got that track, I need to find the rest of them. Yeah, man, absolutely. You played Bangface yourself. I've actually seen you, so there you go. I actually saw you play Bangface. Yeah, luckily I played the weekend twice and I played the club night twice as well. I think um, I think the first time I played ba- actually the first time I played Bangface, the club night was the first ever gig I played. <laughs> so it's quite quite nerve wracking, man. Oh wow! I remember the first time I played Bangface. Like I played gigs before, but the first time I played Bangface, I was bricking it. Absolutely <laughs> bricking. It. It was, I played the empty stage on a Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. No one was there, but I was still bricking it big time, you know? So for your first gig to be Bangface, you must have been... Yeah, it was... Um, I've rehearsed the set God knows how many times. And actually, I'll tell you what, so I got to, the, I got to that gig and there was a guy playing uh, vinyl before me as well. And it was his uh, needles he was using. So I got on, I played my first tune and he started taking the needle out of the thing. I was like, whoa, whoa, man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, these are my needles. I need to go now. So he just took it, took that one out and left. And I was like, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> just to add to the panic kind of thing. They would have had needles on the stage, right? Uh, not on the stage. Uh, I had to get someone to go and get one of the tech guys to come. And, uh, you know, luckily he came in time, but um, it was uh, not what I needed at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing when you're playing vinyl, maybe no one told you because it was your first gig, but when you're playing vinyl, yeah, you need to... I would generally always say to my guys to play, play vinyl bring their own needles. Don't know why, because when you rent 1210s, they come without needles. Yeah. Because the problem is people nick them. Yeah. Or they destroy them or whatever. Whereas if you play with your own needles, you won't destroy them. Or they, you know, some purists might be like, I don't want other people's needles on my records, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've, never, I've never brought my own needles to a, to a gig, actually. All right, maybe it's an Irish thing then. People nick needles. Damn. <laughs> When did you start DJing then? When was your first uh, set? Man, when was my first set? God, I can't think, man. I don't know, it was maybe 20... No, it's probably about 2009, 2010, something like that. At one of the Bang Face Club nights. And where was that? In Bristol or somewhere or London? Uh, the Electroworks in London. Ah. Yeah, another absolute mecca. It's closed now though, isn't it? Um, I don't know, they were, they were doing redevelopments on it, but uh, or supposed to be doing something like that. I think it's still open. I hope it is, anyway. To society, I believe that radical round-the-clock therapy is the only way to affect a meaningful and positive change in your behavior. You may not use rage-enhancing substances such as caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, crack, cocaine, slippy flippies, jelly stingers, trick sticks, bing bangs, or flying. 
So this one, triple six? Triple six, yeah. So this is a nice bit of kind of like therapy session style DMV. I think uh, I think I met these guys actually at a therapy sessions night. Got chatting to them, realised we were on the same kind of page, and uh, yeah, that from uh, then on, it's it's been quite cool. Choose called Threat to Society. A bit of a spiel going on in there. Nicotine, caffeine, cocaine, whatever. He seems to be listing off a bit of a shopping list for a bit of a weekender. Yeah, man. It sounds like, I don't know who it is, actually. I've not asked him. It sounds like Jack Nicholson to me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's nice. We, we haven't got anything else like this on the album, so it's nice to get that kind of like, um, just kind of heavy flowing D&B. Therapy is the only way to affect people and positive change in your behavior. Yeah, one of the things I like about this is you've got a good range of stars on there as well. They're all sort of hardcore. I mean, I'm using the term hardcore very broadly there, but you know, like I said, the Scrans, the Jungle, like I said, the hard DMB stuff. Yeah, we wanted the album to kind of represent what we were doing at the nights as well. So as long as it's hard, heavy, banging, and it's good, you know, we'll have it play at the night. I think the only thing we didn't get on here was what I would have liked to have got on is, uh, is a bit of acid. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we had uh, had Doubtful Guest play the ones, that was really good. So who have you had on lineups that were real standout names that you thought, wow, this is amazing? Standout one, well, obviously, Edub and Tuskmite, they were two really good ones. End user, that was an absolute dream, getting him to come over. Death Machine, do you know Acronym at all? Oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, we got Acronym to come over. That was another dream. That was one of the first albums I kind of listened to when I was getting into break, so that was really cool. What else we had? Uh, Dr. Bastardo, uh, Warp Dynamics, yeah, that we've, we've, we've tried to keep it varied, but again, like I said, you know, just as long as it's hard and banging, we'll, we'll get it on there. <laughs> I've no idea what a bing bang is. Do you know what a bing bang is? No, no. I think he's making someone up. Trick sticks, he's making them up, I think. <laughs> Just to sound cool. <laughs> I like it though, it's a good list. Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, another heavyweight now, Smiler, Centipede. Smiler, yes. Yeah, man, I like the kind of like, um, almost kind of current value, like military kind of sound to it. But then again, with that kind of like D&B jungly edge. I met a friend of mine once in town, uh, obviously before the pandemic, and I was, he was more into the house stuff. But you know, we all know each other as DJs on the circuit in Dublin, like, you know. And he said, oh yeah, I went to this night once and they were playing awful music. You would have probably liked it. It sounded like machine guns. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, it sounded like machine guns. That sounded fantastic. What was it? <laughs> I'd say when you say machine guns, I took my old man to um, 
Boomtown. We went to see uh, Wombcore, Sarah, went to her set, and uh, bless him, he stayed for the whole thing as well. And we got out, and uh, I was like, how did you find that, Dad? He's like, mate, what was that machine gun music, man? That's insane. <laughs> oh, wow, you took your dad to Boomtown. That must have been quite an experience for him. But there's lots of great music there for all sorts, isn't there, really? He kicked around for everything. He went to all the sets we went to. The only thing he couldn't take, actually, he was he was fine with breakcore. The only thing he couldn't take was um, we were at a Stay Up Forever takeover. And, uh, you know, it's just like so down in techno kind of stuff. And he was like, Joe, I'm just going to have to duck out on this one. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. And your old man into music, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. More of the kind of like um, like heavy rock and stuff like that. He likes uh, he likes his ACDC and you know things like that. We go to gigs together. We've been to punk gigs and stuff and jazz gigs and that. He's quite open-minded, which is cool. He's very passionate about his uh, about his stuff as well. So yeah, it's kind of uh, rubbed off on me, which is a nice little connection to have. So how do you know Smiler? I actually don't know Smiler. This is um, Tommy, who runs the night with me, Baso. He knows Smiler more. I think Smiler runs Mutate Records, maybe. And he's played with Jungle Syndicate for a long time, and Tommy's quite close with Jungle Syndicate. So, um, yeah, this was one of Tommy's uh, big recommendations to the album. Music. Like, is this crossbreed? I never really know a lot. I just call this hardcore, which like is a very broad term. I don't know. This is. Uh, I was just think this would be like. Oh, I don't know. DMB predominantly, but it's got to me. It's got that kind of like jungle edge to it as well. So we were telling me about techno. You ever heard of that? Techno, yeah, yeah, no, techno is good. That's a new one on me. Is it on the show with Holly. Holly Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. Not not massively my bag, but I do I do like that kind of stuff. Quite like Crossbreed. Crossbreed's quite good. Uh, yeah, I love Crossbreed. That's kind of what I first started DJing properly. I used to try and DJ Jungle <laughs> um, and do it badly. And then I bought my first Crossbreed record, which was by uh, The Outside Agency, I think. Mixed that into a Detest tune. And uh, yeah, the rest was history for me. That's uh, that's where I got my love for, for that. And when you're DJing, you only play vinyl? Or do you ever play like CDs or laptop or any sort of jazz? Uh, yeah, just vinyl for me, man. And that's not like a, a purist view or, or, or any any of that bollocks. It's literally just, at the time, the tunes that I wanted to listen to were on vinyl. So I bought them. And now I've just got a shit ton of vinyl. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, there's no point in me really getting any CDJs or something like that. Would you ever go down the Serato route? Uh, my mate was telling me about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be happy to have a go on it, definitely. I mean... Because, like, how are you going to play these tunes in your sets? Yeah. Without Serato? That's the thing, yeah. I mean, we might get a couple of dub plate done for the Tarantism Residence, I think. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, with a few of the tunes on. I'm hearing from some people, though, that vinyl's taken a long time to press, like six months to turn around. Yeah, man, I mean, it was always long anyway, wasn't it? But it's even more so now. But that would be um, a dream for the future, though. I know uh, all of me, Jim and Tommy, really want to get physical release done if we can. Obviously, that's a lot further down the line, but that's, um, yeah, that's one of the things to, to aim for, I think, now. And as soon as you say to artists, oh, yeah, we're pressing it on vinyl, they've been knocking on your door. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's actually on vinyl. 
yeah man so that's um we've ticked off quite a few boxes so in the future i think a physical release is something we want to do and then a two-day festival is something we want to we want to look into as well yeah you see quite a bit of that sometimes with people that got these sort of setups and you know they may be doing side tracks or whatever but you know yeah man it's handy when they're all set up for a weekend and all you need to do is sort of turn up with your artists and your, your own staff and what have you and, and you're away really we've got the perfect venue for it there's this really cool place called Out to Grass uh, in the Malvern countryside it's um, I think it's probably like get a few hundred people something like that but it's run by um, a guy who used to run Psytrance nights so his uh, sound system is really beefy and big there and there's no one around for miles he's happy with all the kind of stuff we play so it seems like a golden ticket really Salander? Salander? Salander, yeah. Salander, yeah. Hi, what's this called? What's the tune called then? I'll put you on the spot. This tune is called... Um, <laughs> it's called... Pleurodynia? Pleurodynia? I think. Looks about right, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Which is... I did have the explanation for it as well. I can't find it though. But uh, yeah, she's been making some really cool stuff as well. I think she has got a few things on the label Corligula, which is run by Chef Oswald in Bristol. Um, and apparently she's got something coming out on a very big label. So the rumours I hear, but I can't really say much more on that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Good to see. Good to see. Yeah, man. It is good to see. Yeah, it's funny. It's, I feel like, like my circle of friends are all people I know from Bankface, like Sharp Oswan and all these sorts of people. Yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a magical place. Some of my best friends uh, I've met there, and uh, you know, back on the first weekend, uh, and I still know them now. We're we're extremely close, so it's uh, you know. Another reason I got a tattoo of Bangface because it, it changed my life, man. You know, I've met so many amazing people. Uh, it's took me on this mad journey, and um, and here I am now running nights and uh, releasing music. <laughs> so you got the logo tattooed on yourself. That must be quite a tricky one to do because it's quite intricate. Yeah, man. I think um, my tattoos had to invert the colours um, for that one. But yeah, it turned out really nice. Yeah. Apparently, I was the first person to get a, get the Bangface tattoo as well. Yeah. James was saying. <laughs> and where is it? How big is it? It's, uh, it's on my arm. It's um, it's about the size of a beer coaster. Oh wow, cool. Fair play, man. That's dedication. It's his, um, it's, I'm sure you know already, it's uh, his brother's face as well, so he always finds it funny when he sees it <laughs> tattooed on people. Oh yeah, so I've got what pleurodynia means, apparently. It's a form of viral maligna defined by the sudden occurrence of latinating chest pain or abdominal pain, commonly associated with fever and headaches. Wow. <laughs> Very apt in these current times of pandemic. Yeah, I think that, that was another reason for the, uh, the, the tune title, apparently.
So letting this one play in a little bit. It's a nice intro on this one. This is Desolation Hard Corner Boy. Hard Corner Boy, yeah. Again, it's just another having it, you know. Play it on a big sound system. Sweat dripping off the wall, supper tune, innit? Yeah, man, proper relentless. So this guy's another guy from France. He's been making uh, Speedcore and Terror for, I think, 15 years with some pretty big names like Fist of Fury and Artisanal. But I've only just stumbled upon him now. Um, he released a hardcore EP on Common Records. Uh, and I heard it and I was, yeah, I really liked it. Again, got in touch with him and he was dead sound and uh, yeah, was, was up for releasing a track with us. Just going through the artists that you got on it, it was quite a global spread of people on it, isn't it? Yeah, man, yeah. Sweden? Where's End User? He's Finland? End User is from uh, Cincinnati. Oh, right. I thought he was in Sweden though at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's where he lives now. Yeah, yeah. And Hitori Tori from America, you've got some people from Finland, like you say, France, Spain. Yeah, man. Yeah, hitting all the marks. <laughs> So tell me a bit about the name Tanuki Suit. I've often wondered what the hell it means. It feels like it should mean something. Tanuki Suit is a, a power-up in Super Mario 3. Ah. It's a leaf, you hit it, and you turn into a kind of like a weird raccoon creature. <laughs> I was well big into uh, to games as a kid, and uh, that was my favorite game and uh, favorite power-up. So kind of, uh, I don't know why I decided to have it, but um, yeah. I used to be called Mr. Y when I used to DJ uh, Jungle after my one of my favourite books, The End of Mr. Y. But when I came to start doing crossbreed and hardcore, it just it just didn't really suit. So uh, yeah, Tanuki Suit was born. Don't know if that suits hardcore really, but <laughs> sounds good. Sort of Japanese, I think. The Tanuki is a kind of fox, uh, an actual fox that lives in Japan. I think they've got like. Um, there's quite a lot of folklore surrounding Tanukis in Japan. The, uh, you were you were right there. And what's the special power that Mario gets when he gets the Tanuki suit, other than turning into a raccoon? So yeah, he turns into a raccoon. He can fly into the air, and he can turn into a statue as well which I found out recently is, is a statue of some famous uh, monk. I can't remember his name now. Uh, so yeah, it's quite an odd one. But uh, yeah, I like it. Not not many people know what it means, but you do get a person every now and again. It's like, Tanuki suit, Mario. And we're, you both have a moment. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always, yeah, it's always good. <laughs> So when's this album coming out? Do you have a uh, firm date for it or a rough date for it? Yeah, man, it's um, it's going to be on the 6th of August, which will be... Um, Bandcamp day. Yeah, man, yes, that's it. It was just very, like, it was like, felt like a... Like a yeah, it's, it's supposed to have been out uh, a couple of months before this, but yeah, you know how it goes with this kind of stuff, so... It's just being being pushed back and pushed back. It's worth waiting for it. Exactly, man. That's what I was going to say. It's uh, it's, it's ready when it's ready. It's not about rushing these kind of things at all. And another big name of breakcore Hitori Tori. Yeah, man, Hitori Tori. Yeah, this guy's insane. M another sack murdered. Another sack murdered. Yeah. No idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his sets before? Uh, yeah, I've seen him play Bangface a couple of times. Yeah. Man's insane, isn't he? Yeah. Thank you. 
sort of glitchy IDM, but then sort of hardcore as well, like more sort of, you know, hard kicks. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. He's got those YouTube videos, actually, where um, it's like kind of him playing uh, playing a tune live. And you can see the um, the uh, the door of the tracker he's using as well and what he's doing live. It's it's insane. They're worth checking out. All right, I'll have to have a look at that, yeah. But yeah, very, very, uh, very nice having someone like this on the album, definitely. Those nice kind of like um, like acidy Luke kind of Luke Vibert kind of simply things going on in the background as well. Yeah, I don't find Sunday night. I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> work tomorrow. <sighs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, although I've, I've only just started doing a new job uh, again recently. Um, an hour walk to get there, and when I have to drop off the little one as well at school, it makes it even more rushed. So I've been truly knackered the last few weeks. <laughs> But I suppose you get sensitive music when you're doing the walk, right? Yes, exactly, man. Yeah, that's 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 what helps. As long as you've got tunes, for me anyway, it's, uh, that's half the battle won. I used to find I would always listen to music on my commute to and from work, but since I've been stuck at home, I haven't had that commute, so I've like actually missed a lot of listening time. It's weird, isn't it? I, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, a big part of my uh, listening was uh, on commutes and walks and stuff. And yeah, when I didn't have a job, I obviously still listened to music, but there was that. It was almost like a kind of dedicated time to put stuff on and, and really get into stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, miss it when it's gone. I was like Monday morning walking to work and having some like this sort of toy toy breakcore on really loud in the headphones. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel ready for the day now. <laughs> And then the last tune, last but not least, End User. Yes, End User. The guy that did the tune with him is, is Aaron Bianchi, and uh, the tune is called Stockholm. Yeah, he's out in Sweden now with his, uh, his newborn kid. Looks like he's having a, a great time. I've known uh, Lynn for quite a few years now. One of the very first kind of DMB break Corey kind of albums I listened to was uh, Comparing Paths and it, it still kind of blows my mind now thinking back to when I first listened to that that you know I've put him on for gigs and now I'm releasing his tracks it's uh, yeah it's mental <laughs> and he runs a label as well doesn't he uh, the name alludes me now uh, Sonic Terror Sonic Terror that's it yeah 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 yeah, very cool tunes. Uh, very cool artwork as well. Yeah. And I'm not sure who does the artwork for him. But yeah, he's a great guy. He's always been really, really well supportive of everything. Really sound. Ask him anything. Just just a really cool guy. Yeah, that's Sonic Terror label. Um, it's one of those labels that whenever stuff comes out, definitely checking it out. Um, lots of good stuff. Oh, always, yeah. Yeah, no, it, ne it never fails to, uh, to deliver. Although this is quite a surprise, I would have expected some sonic terror from them. Uh, this almost sounds like ambient, like what's going on? Yeah. Maybe having that baby's mellowed him out. 
Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly the kind of thing I thought he was going to send over. But um, yeah, he, he sent this over, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's still very cool. But like I said, it's I'm not I'm not about trying to to get a certain kind of thing out of a person. You know, if, if that's that's his vibe at the moment, that's what he's sending over. That's cool with me. It's when the magic happens, isn't it? When people just do their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's when you get the best out of things, definitely. Well, I don't know. Is this going to suddenly explode on us? <laughs> Feels like it might do any minute now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> So when you were putting this selection together in this order, then that's why you put this one in, so we can just calm down and be like, ah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Although, un unlike the nights, um, it doesn't finish like this. It'd be me playing like kind of some kind of silly 220, 240 BPM French chord tune or something to, to the uh, the few people still, you know, like kind of waving about in the crowd. And what time do your nights start if it's finished at six? Uh, we start them at 10 usually. That's quite a long night then. It's like, what's that, 10 hours? Eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. Over at Bangface for Tarantism, that would be uh, something that'd be pretty darn cool to see, right? Because you know, you know a load of people in the neighborhood, you know a load of great artists. It's just a question of putting the dots together, right? Yeah, I think if we were given the opportunity, I think we would, um, yeah, we put on a, a banging lineup. Like you said, we, we know a, a good few people, got people who want to come over and play for it. Yeah, if it's anything like the, the nights we do, then I think, um, I think Bangface would really dig it. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I know obviously a lot of these names on here have already played Bangface. E-Dub, Tuscamite, should definitely be on that line sometime. Yeah. Been uh, an immense like walkthrough of the release. Uh, again, I can't believe you're going to be putting this out for free. Um, when we put this out, then obviously we'll put a link to it when it actually comes out as well. And I'm sure I'll give it a repost on SoundCloud uh, and what have you. Give it a push. Um, but yeah, thanks for taking the time to talk to me, mate. It's uh, been uh, good fun and uh, brilliant tunes. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank you for uh, yeah, thank you for having us. Nice one, man. Well, best of luck with it and. Uh, Catch you at Bangface 2020-2222. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All See right. you there. Cheers, man. Bye now. Nice one. Bye-bye. Yeah,